live on Facebook. Live on Facebook. We're live on Facebook. This is only my second experience being live on Facebook. Both times I've been with you, Steph. I feel so privileged. (laughs) (laughs) And the first one went off. It was amazing. Yeah, I'm I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. No, we had some great feedback. Yeah, good. I think because people, you were just in this um, post-race Bliss. Zone. Bliss. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Euphoria. Chilled and like, I've done my work. I'm just going to talk about whatever the hell I want. It, it was nice. It's a nice experience when you've been sort of building up to something for a while and, and then, yeah, just get the chance to ch- chillax after for a little bit. So I can't believe you just said chillax. Yeah. Hashtag chillax. No. <laughs> Killing me. <laughs> um, let's, I'm going to take these off because I've got the echo of that. I can see us talking on there. And then, and it's too much just, stimulation. It's <laughs> speaking of yeah, too much stimulation. <laughs> Sarah just walked into the uh, hotel room to record this podcast with a Red Bull, a Leap. coffee. Uh, it's a broker. Okay, I was like, I'm gonna that. <laughs> yeah, it it doesn't. It's not what it looks like. <laughs> um, I I just was having the coffee from this morning, and the. I got the Red Bull for sort of pre-race and the Barocco is just something I have in the mornings as well, breakfast. So <laughs> you <laughs> it looks like I had a hard night and I need the coffee and I'm going to have the Red Bull for lunch, but it's not true. <laughs> Still celebrating from Kona. Yeah, yeah. Three weeks later, it's yeah. a bit of a bender. <laughs> but you did say, I was like, why have you got a litre of Red Bull? And you're like, yeah, it's for a couple of days' time. <laughs> I just, I completely forgot that you're actually racing and that it will be for the race and I was just like wow that's prepared yeah yeah I'm generally uh pretty organized even though I I can be quite relaxed but actually I've got a lot going on in the mind so (laughs) try and tick lists off all the time (laughs) (laughs) well I appreciate that at the last minute you managed to pop this into your schedule yeah well as long as you know if I know in advance I stick it in the training schedule and it's on there. Cam can see it, and we just work around it in the <laughs> so, Excel spreadsheet. In the Excel it? spreadsheet, yeah. Right. My friends give me shit because I had an Excel spreadsheet for our wedding. Oh, that's it's only smart, though. Well, really, like, exactly. <laughs> and there was a lot going on that day. It was like a Noosa Triathlon Festival weekend. It gives you clarity. Exactly. <laughs> it's good to get stuff out of here. Yeah. 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 I just put it on paper. I have lists. Yep. And uh, notebooks and things, yeah. This is what we spoke about in the last Facebook Live thing about you and your um, idiosyncrasies in terms of being organised. So let's move on from that. Yeah, okay, yeah. sorry. <laughs> sorry, yeah. I, get, I do dwell on it. Yeah. <laughs> Just completely relaxed about it, yeah. obviously. Um, no, let, let's talk about Kona, how you're feeling once you get back home, what the um, – the craziness after something like coming third at Kona in terms of media commitments, all that kind of stuff. What's it, what's it been like since you crossed that line? Um, I, I actually joke with my friends a little bit about it. It's, I seem to have three little minions with me in, if all the time now. It's either yeah. not not saying you're a minion, but it's either media or it's the the WADA or SADA drug testers. So it's either one night I'll have, you know, three people knocking at the door in the front yard, hey, looking through the windows for me for a test or something, or it's it's media. So I guess those extra things that come with performance are like are there more now. And before I guess I had the opportunity to experience that from time to time. But um and so I guess transitioning to having that happening more often is is not as 
uh, drastic as what it would be had you come from completely outside the sport and all of a sudden, say, one Hawaii, maybe like Chrissy or something, which would have been a big shock. Oh, yeah, yeah. But yeah. say for me, at least I'd experienced it from time to time. But yeah. now it's like, well, it's a novelty to start with and then it's like it's actually a job and you've got to embrace it. You can either dwell on it and get kind of negative about having to have all these other commitments or you can actually embrace it and, you know, enjoy the experience that it is. So yeah. um, I guess, yeah, it's really stepped up in that perspective over the last few weeks just – um, making sure I give everyone t- the time because yeah. if you don't do it now, the time will pass and, you know, so the people true. might not be there in a few weeks' time and, you know, there's always another race and another result from someone and, you know, yeah. you've got to take the opportunity as it, as it arrives. So, yeah, yeah it's, been, it's been good but it's, yeah, it is a little bit tiring but thankfully it's the end of our year so yeah, yeah. it's not, you know, it's, it would it, be different if we had more, you know, bigger events coming yeah, of course. Other than Noosa, of course, yeah, yeah. which is the biggest event of the entire year for you us. Have been it, talking it, it up. Yeah, absolutely. it's it's what we were training for in Hawaii. We we thought if we could do a nine hour race, it would prepare us perfectly for this two hour race. So yeah. I like it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just just scale it back for this one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, we were just going to be on fire. Yeah, the the weeks in between is just freshen the legs up and. Yeah, oh yeah, it's just go. all been about um, just doing more more distance. Yeah. Ready. For- <laughs> <laughs> no, we, we have been um, – I had a little mini break for a few days and we just, you know, made sure that we weren't – A mini break, like, that sounds like a romantic weekend away. Yeah, no, <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I was having this mini break with a number of other triathletes in Waikiki, actually. <laughs> I noticed there was a number of people with the paddles on out in the out in the ocean there and it was, uh, probably people weren't used to it. But, um, yeah, look, it was just a matter of doing the, the basics to keep up with making sure the body's moving for a few days and yeah. making sure there's no injuries and, and just sort of protecting yourself because if you just stop after something like that, it's you're at a much higher risk of, of something happening when you do start again because yeah, you're just yeah. sort of jamming things up. So we kept moving and then um, – The day after the race, did you do anything? I went for a small swim the day after okay. the race. Yeah, yeah. but I, I sort of add things back in as the week goes on. You yeah. know, you don't start running till the end of the week kind of thing. But, yeah. you know, I've I've had the – this year's been pretty busy with racing and so we've gotten – Understatement of the year. <laughs> well, we've gotten used to like how to recover from these big races. And like, I mean, when I say big, long ones like Ironmans and things. And, yeah. Um, yeah, I seem to bounce back pretty quick. So – yeah, we just kept things moving and got back to Australia and we started doing a bit more of sort of intensity and uh, stuff. But, you know, it's, we're quite limited because you, your body's still recovering and it's at the sort of cellular level where you'd say your heart and those kind of things and your blood and everything has been messed up by these big events. Yeah. And, uh, you, you know, you can't always do exactly what you'd normally do for an Olympic distance race. You've got to sort of make do with, um, yeah, what you can manage and be yeah. very careful. So, um but, yeah, I've come good the last few days and looking forward to Sunday. It should be fun. Awesome. And is there um, – is Josh racing? Yeah. It's, so it's, it's Hills District yeah. titles this weekend. Explain <laughs> what Hills District is. Like, it, was, it was a big thing going into Kona. And yeah. uh, just, just let the uh, the fans know who won the Hills District competition in Kona. I, I actually won the Hills District oh, competition. Did. Yeah. So you beat Josh. Oh, I think he might have beaten me technically on time, but I don't know about handicap. We hadn't actually organised that. But from a positional perspective, and I think it becomes from promotion because (laughs) – See, Josh started this with the – he posted up on Twitter a a photo of himself at Cairns on the back of the paper, I think. Oh, yes. And then he said, oh – Wait, so for those who don't remember, both Josh and Sarah won Ironman Cairns, the Asia Pack 
chance. Yeah, and yep. so Josh said, "Who's who's the king or something?" I think, and and so therefore, I can only deduce from that that it becomes a media-related thing. So, how much media you get from an event, yep. then, as opposed to result, because obviously, women are you know strong maybe we're strong in mind and will but that men yeah. technically go a little bit quicker so we can't unless we do a handicap we have to yeah. kind of work out a way of uh working out who's the king or queen of the hills district so yeah it's on it's up for grabs this weekend okay. there's a few of us racing so well i think post kona you definitely are the winner because i certainly haven't asked him to come on facebook live or to do a podcast with us so yeah, yeah in terms of media, and maybe it's maybe like how often you get asked by Steph? Be the- <laughs> Can I be the judge? Yeah. Maybe yes. we have a vote. Yep. Who is the king? <laughs> <laughs> Just little things. Are these the kind of things that you do, um, that you chat about during training sessions and stuff just to keep you going, like keep your mind off? I think, I mean, well, I think it, we we do it to stay level. Like, yeah. really, they're yeah, just, they're, just real, yeah. they're all just races in the end of the day. Like, all, all the stuff we've done, it's, you, we're just so fortunate to be doing what we're doing. And, yeah. you know, you travel all over the world and you're lucky enough to see all these fabulous places and really who decides this is the distance and this is the course and yeah. this is what you're doing and who's racing you and whatever. It's like a... Yeah, it was really just a swim, bike, and run somewhere wherever. Then yeah. someone arranges it. So I think it's helpful. <laughs> someone just runs, <laughs> but it's, it's someone just shuts down roads. Yeah, and, and there's those people come and watch, and other people do it as well. But no, but really, it's it. I mean, you know, it's it's really we're very fortunate to be able to do it for a job. And yeah, and I think it these little like games that we, we play and the, the heckling it just keeps it real yeah i love it there should be more heckling in triathlon for sure yeah why not yeah let's start it i don't want to throw i don't want to throw stones at people no, throw some shade um at ash gentle for this weekend's noosa title we'll see there there no that that's the wollongong wizard that's a whole nother crack cl- oh, that's yeah. a clan that's oh, another yeah. group you're taking on a whole group turf yeah. wars yeah <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I, no, we trained at times when obviously Josh and um, Ash are partners, and sometimes Ash comes out to swim with us and things. And she's yeah. a very lovely person. So um, no, I have a lot of respect for Ash. She's a great athlete, yeah. and so, she would be very hard to smack talk. Yeah, she's so she's nice. nice. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure she'll probably be the person that puts in a nice little shot from time to time, and she's just like, no one's watching. Yeah. <laughs> What? No, no, no. I remember honestly. a few years ago, actually, um, uh, I think Caroline had said she wanted to lay the smack down on the bike and drop, you know, the ITU athletes and stuff. Mm. And so I was trying to get a bit of a spat between them going and Ash was just, I, ne- I don't want I didn't say that. I didn't oh, really? <laughs> yeah, that would be Ash. Yeah, she's yeah. a lovely girl. So yeah. I, I don't know. I'm looking forward to actually, it's an amazing opportunity. Like when else do you get to race? Yeah. People that have been like Ash, you know, World Series this year, second, it's incredible. So to match up with some fast people, um, you know, that are specific for this distance is like a huge opportunity with such a, uh, you know, fantastic history of this race and stuff. And it's just, um, for me, it's a good opportunity before Island House as well to speed things up a bit. So, yeah, yeah, I look forward to, to seeing what the what it's like again i haven't done it for a while i don't think i've raced this since 2014 perhaps so yeah right it's been a while but yeah. you've done um i quite often see you here in the um 
the bolt. Yeah, I've done yeah. that occasionally, and I've I've done a few Olympic distance races and short ones this year, but yeah. not this one for a while. In fact, I haven't done the new swim course, so oh, that'll yeah, be cool. cool. Yeah, 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 out definitely. on the beach, it's yeah. be nicer. Yeah, yeah, right. Hmm. Um, so post Kona, um, going into Noosa, and then you mentioned. Island House. What yep. else have you got planned for the rest of this year? Um, Not that I think you need to. Really like. No. So what I, else are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just while we're at it. No, I think um, I'm going to take a bit of time to – I'm actually going to go to Europe and um, hook up with my bike sponsor, Canyon. We're going to do some testing Ooh. for next year. So yep. um, obviously being on a new bike, there's – you know, we can optimise it now. Um, it's been fantastic, but – like when we've got the time at the start of the year, we might as well lock it in. Um, yeah. So I'm going to go over to Germany for a week after Island House while I'm sort of halfway around the world already. I might as well go then, yep. which is perfect timing. And so then after that, I'll come back and we'll just start building into next year. So I'll pretty much not be doing much while I'm overseas yeah, okay. other than cruising around a velodrome. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, I'm not sure. Like I, I like to race the really big races. I like uh, – the challenge of it, I yeah, think. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we'll look at next year probably some sort of titles or something, but yeah, it's a long way, little way off at the moment. But yeah, okay. I, I've got the luxury of having a stack load of points from Kona, so yeah, if everything if something went wrong, I can do just a race to qualify for Hawaii, which is the obviously the ultimate goal. But yeah, yeah, um, yeah, it's still a few pieces of the puzzle to put together before we can. Yeah go saying what I'm going to do. Would yeah. you like to go back and defend your title in Cairns? I've got a few titles to defend next year. Well, yeah. <laughs> I was going to get to the rest of them, but all yeah. right, settle down. At the <laughs> moment, I'm not going to defend the 70.3 Middle East Championship, which is in Bahrain. Um, I, I, it's too soon. Like yeah. Last year it timed a little bit better post-Hawaii. I think there was a few weeks difference. Yeah. So um, we won't do that one. I've got... We'll probably do Australian titles. I'd like to do Cairns. I love that race. Yeah. It's a favourite. Um, and then not sure about, say, Europe and Frankfurt and those yeah. ones at the moment. But, yeah, it's it's very rough draft. <laughs> there, <laughs> yeah. I just said it. That's the, I don't yeah. know. That's just all floating in my head. But we haven't even spoken of it yet. So. And, and when you make those decisions, is that basically just you and Cam, your coach, or do you sit down and – I guess take on board what sponsors maybe would like you to do or management. You I'm know, you I'm a – well, see, I think I'm coming from a – this is – it's probably something that I've got as a unique position having worked in the past. I, I can make – the re- the entire reason why I'm racing now is to go faster and to get better. Yeah. And so I'm really reluctant to do things for uh, any other purpose. Yeah. Unless it's uh, – yeah, even fact, I've never been – an I've never been one to say, oh, yeah, I'll do that just because you want me there. Like I think yeah. it's got to be about me progressing to the next level. So, yeah, um, yeah look, I mean, if it fall, if something so happened to be a decision between two races and one was equally as important as the other and, yeah. and there was like sponsor commitments at it, I'd definitely go with the one that would help my sponsorship. But yeah. basically, yeah, it's really about going to the next level each time. So, um yeah, I think that's the forefront of my mind when I'm picking events for yeah. next year. Um, yeah, and we'll just – yeah, it, it, something that Cam and I do adjust as we go as well. Like if I'm going really well or if there's a race that suit, would end up suiting me because of conditions or something, we'll, yeah. we'll then adjust during the year. Like this year, example, we 
it was like a bit of a choose your own adventure. If this happens, yeah. then we'll do this. If this happens, we'll go here. So it's yeah, it's very fluid. And that's yeah. why it's real hard to tell anyone what, what yeah, it will yeah. look like. Yeah, yeah. I guess you've got the skeleton of it all, but then if things yeah. go real well, like this year, we just had to keep kind of going yeah. on a different path that we hadn't really expected. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Hmm. All right, we're going to shut down from Facebook Live in just a second, uh, and then we'll just keep going with the podcast. But last question: What can we expect from you on race day this Sunday? Back to the short distance. Uh, what can we expect? I'm so excited. Um, <laughs> I, like, you know, anyone asks me what's my favorite distance, it actually is non-drafting Olympic. Like, I really, yeah, really? oh, yeah, I love right, like I love hurting myself and going real fast. But yeah. it's a bit, I mean, it's a, it's a bit of an experiment this year because I've, I've only done one Olympic distance and one sprint. So, yeah, um, and you've never come third at Kona before. Well, yeah, that's true. Um, you know, <laughs> we've been like the, the ongoing effect from that, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Look, I think that's well and truly out of the system now. I've um. Yeah, like I'm, like I said, I I bounce back quite quickly, and yeah. um, we've 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 made sure that the recovery has been we've been done properly, and we've yeah. uh, done what we can for the speed work and everything. So I'm 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 confident that I'll have a strong race. So just you know, if I can have a like I said, if I get away in the swim and have a good swim, which is ma- mainly a reason for doing it for me, is to yeah. have another opportunity to swim with some fast swimmers. Yeah. Um, and your swim or open water swim yeah. has improved out of sight. Yeah, it's um, we've been putting so much work. Yeah. It's crazy. So, uh, And I'm really enjoying it as well now. Yeah. And I oh, think, cool. I, yeah, I finally kind of – you can get real negative about stuff when you're not good at it and I think you convince yourself of, of the outcome, whereas yeah. I think now we've finally got to a point where it's like I actually enjoy doing this and maybe I can get better at it and I'm not as bad as I used to be and I want to remove it from my vocabulary that I'm, in, that I'm not – that is my weakness because I don't think it is anymore. Yeah, I, I can definitely agree with that. After yeah. Kona, oh, my God. Yeah, like I think now it, it, I'm quite level now and we can excel in other things. So – um, but it's another chance to, to practice, yeah. um, which is good. And yeah, I'm just looking forward to sort of racing at that real high intensity on Sunday, like, uh, um, having a hard, fast run. Yeah. So, um, yeah, should be good. See what happens. I don't know. Awesome. Yeah. I love it. Cool. All right. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to say goodbye on Facebook. Um, Mm -hmm. You just keep chatting amongst yourself there, Sarah, while I run over and turn the iPhone I'll talk to myself for a minute. Yeah, or talk talk to the the fans. Okay. Yeah, hopefully some of you are doing the race on Sunday. And if you are, um, all the very best. And, um, yeah, I think this race is a tribute to Garth Proud, who is uh, the race uh, organizer and director for a number of years unfortunately passed away this year so shout out to everyone that, um, from his family etc and yeah all the best for the weekend stunned silence hey. on the podcast although I kind of like kind of like not editing out that kind of stuff when it's just like an awkward silence here or you know, <laughs> it's a bit more natural yeah, exactly. So these, and then our conversation about the stunned silence. Yeah. <laughs> this is gold to all the listeners out there. This is just gold. Should we flip the aircon back on? Is it warming up I'm a bit just, now? I'm dripping. So oh, shit. It's like, uh, no, it's fine. Uh, one, yeah, go up one, I think. That's what was working. Oh, jeez. Oh, yep. Punch that. Ah, there we oh, go. Yeah. I was just saying to Sarah that yesterday we recorded a podcast with Mel um, and we couldn't figure out why it was so hot in here. We had the aircon on, and then we realised 
we put, I put my hand up and it was a heater. Yeah, so right. I didn't know you, I, like I didn't. Think Maybe this is where Lionel Sanders actually trains. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is his room here. Oh my it's quite a spectacular room. There's um, artwork of dogs on every wall pretty much, which is kind of cool. I like It's dogs. real funky. In fact, I'd, I'd liken it to an art house from Melbourne uh, oh, yeah. a little bit. Yeah. It reminds me of the Olsen or the, the Pollen, I think. Yeah. Oh, I don't even know what you're talking about. Very oh, nice yeah. hotels. Yeah, right. Oh, that's why I don't know. <laughs> no, they're, um, no, they're just like uh, trendy. They're not, I don't think they're overly pricey. They're just like they've – say uh, I think – John Olsen is an artist and uh, the whole hotel's kitted out in his um, paintings and art. Ah. And you've got like ghost chairs and like all cool stuff like that. What's a ghost chair? How do you not know what a ghost – for everyone out there, I'm sure everyone else knows what a I'm, ghost chair is. I'm willing to bet that there's not many people who know what a ghost chair is. The ghost chair. It's the clear chair. I still don't know the what you're talking cl- about. The clear kitchen chair. So you have a kitchen table and then there's those chairs that look like plastic but they're clear. They're called ah. ghost chairs. No, the I ghost no chair. Idea. It's a very, very popular chair. <laughs> Jeez, Steph. one podcast. Know your chairs. <laughs> I, I secretly collect like, um, uh, like deco stuff. <laughs> do, you, do you really? Yeah, like um, I like a lessy kitchenware. Um, you like what? A lessy, a lessy oh, kitchenware Jesus. sponsored by Peggy Guggenheim, the artist that create the lessy stuff. So oh, Guggenheim, I know, like that's the Guggenheim a museum. museum. Yeah, so Peggy Guggenheim oh my God. sponsored like a number of artists to contribute to some Alessi collections. Um, and it's like funky. You'd love it. It's like funky uh, kitchenware. So I love for, that you just called me funky. Well, for example, you would have like a – maybe where you have like a toothpick holder, but it would like be a bunny that comes out of like a hat and you pull it up and there's like toothpicks in it. It's all just fun stuff. I do like fun stuff. The, what about like say there's for instance the bird the bird uh, kettle it's very popular the whistle kettle with the bird it's very known kettle <laughs> like the ghost chair <laughs> I'm gonna stop sorry no I love this I'm going down. Love it's not very often that I'm stumped for words and I'm just sitting here with my mouth open which obviously people can't see because it's a podcast but. Yeah, okay. Did not know this about you. Yeah, yeah, I do like uh, a bit of uh, Ritzenhof coffee mugs. and uh, for, Now you're just showing off. Yeah, I am. <laughs> I'm just talking <laughs> rubbish. Okay. You could actually just say anything like the Je m'appelle Abedigadba. You know, have you not heard of that artist? <laughs> I, I have no idea. <laughs> I think he's French. <laughs> Sounds a bit French, yeah. Je m'appelle? <laughs> oh, no, isn't that um, my name is? Yeah, Je it is. Belle? Yeah, it Steph. is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Je m'appelle Steph. <laughs> There's an artist called, called My Name is Steph. <laughs> Very good. Um, well, I probably should have realised that uh, that you're into funky art and whatnot because of your hair. Crazy hair. So, yeah, yeah. We, it is a bit out there. We spoke about this and I dig it. I love it and wish that I could pull it off. And I even said to Brady years ago, I want to try that. And he got very nervous. <laughs> <laughs> I got very nervous when I sat with some friends over coffee and we're like, let's just do something different. Hey. And we came up with like a few options and we thought, oh, well, it grows back. Yeah. I mean, I know it's growing back from a two. Yeah. <laughs> if it does grow back, it's going to take a while. And I did get asked at Deloitte when I did a talk, what's going on with your hair? I said, really? well, well, I'm not working. 
I may as well give something new a try. So yeah, um, yeah, we just went in there. My hairdresser, I had to have a lot of faith in her. She, I didn't know her skills at pixie haircuts or small sort of funky haircuts. Oh, but so she, you didn't go to someone a specific? Been no, well, I went to my hairdresser, but I didn't know her skills in this area. Mm. Of, <laughs> um, in the funky area, funky, but she's unreal. So um, yeah, got this cool hairstyle, and we even came up with there's a number of different ways to like sort of style it which is cool like I can hide the shaved part by parting it down the middle or I can tie it back still um which I do in races just to keep it out of yeah out of my helmet in my helmet sorry um but we're thinking if I have a formal function to actually do a bit of a wave on the front (gasps) because I can comb it forward and then wave it back that will will have so cool yeah so that will look like um have you watched Wonder Woman the movie yet no Oh, dude, that's what you look like, Robin Wright. Yeah, yes, it looks so cool. I can't believe that we're talking about hairstyles on this broadcast. (laughs) So the complete opposite to what I ever thought that I'd be talking about in terms of women in triathlon. (laughs) Funky hairstyles. Yeah. Yeah. So it did take a – it's like one of those things, hey, sometimes you take a bit of a risk. and I love it. uh, It's something that I think is uh, like I've learned over the past year actually is you know, sometimes things feel a bit uncomfortable, but you know they're the right, maybe the right thing to do. And it's yeah. kind of, uh, it's it's a good developmental thing to kind of give stuff a go sometimes when you're not quite sure. So yeah, yeah. it's been fun um, trying to do a few new things and try things differently. So yeah. At what other time in your life do you think you've you've taken some big risks that have completely changed your direction? I think work is a good example, like not yeah. working to do triathlon, like just going in and saying, I'm going to do this again. Can I have another leave of absence, please? Um, is It feels really uncomfortable and you feel almost like you, you're torn because you know that you really want to do something you're passionate about, but then you have to actually confront it. Yeah. And I know that a lot of athletes that are maybe semi-professional struggle with it. Like it's taking that step and going all in that people often can't. Yeah do like it's it yeah you have to kind of really back yourself um but I'm lucky I've had I know it's the right thing to do and my partner Mike my husband he's like fully supportive of everything I do so yeah um yeah that was definitely something where I felt sort of torn a bit because you you know you have your work colleagues you want to spend time with them as well and 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 things but they also want to see you go well as well so that was particularly one thing and and sometimes I find sticking to my guns on some of my like product and like equipment stuff is is yeah. also a bit like that where yeah. you know someone wants you to market something or fully wants you to endorse something but you're like no I'm gonna do what I need to do it's like yeah. taking a bit of a risk and stepping outside the boundaries of what's acceptable perhaps from a social perspective but it's like no I'm gonna do what I need to do yeah so, yeah um, but I think it all helps you grow like sticking out for yourself and absolutely what you want to do yeah going sticking with that gut feeling yeah i think yeah because it makes it all easier in the long run if you're doing what you want to do not necessarily what society or whatever things you should be doing and and things may not um pay off immediately Mm. in terms of you don't get that quick cash bonus or or whatever but long term like you say sticking especially with things like say nutrition um sticking with that means that you're you're training better and you're winning races as opposed to just getting a quick few hundred or few thousand dollars. Exactly. Let's, let's be honest, probably a few hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like there's there's 
is exactly right and it's um it's having a long-term view of where you want to go um yeah. but like i said it comes back to that whole like sort of taking the risk and stepping over the threshold of going all in or not um yeah uh, i think you know work's a great example of that as well where yeah. you, you know you can keep doing what you're doing half well and get some okay results or you yeah. can go all in and maybe it won't be overnight that it will happen but in a year or so you start going okay and it's like well I'm glad I made that choice but if unless you do it you don't fully know and Absolutely. I think sometimes people want to fall back maybe or, I don't know if they want to fall back but they're giving themselves like an option yeah it's going, a security well, blanket yeah. yeah oh well I'm working as well but yeah yeah do you, do you think you've always been like that since you're a kid oh fully oh um I think I've always been a person that's probably tried to do my best at everything yeah but what I've learned over time is that you can't be good at everything. You have to specialize. And if you really want to be very, very good, you'll be, if you try your best and juggle everything, you might be 80% yeah. of the way there. But if you really want to get into that top level of something, you have to be all in. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think that's just experience over time. Like I've noticed it even at work. If I haven't been fully committed to improving, you know, in your career, uh, you, you're not going to be able to compete with the people that have, are all in. Yeah, so absolutely. you can't juggle everything. Um, so, for instance, I did okay at uni because I was like 100% focused on studying at yeah. the time. But then while I was studying, while I was working, you go okay, but you're not – you still got to juggle everything. So um, that was definitely a reason for making the choice to, to race full-time. Was yeah, that yeah. It, it was never going to reach your potential without – hundred percent devoting your time to it but then you have to be accountable because there's no excuses you just you're responsible for your performance and your attitude towards you can't stop working and then complain about being tired from training all the time and saying you're not making any money it's like you just made that choice so well yeah yeah. at the end of the day that's what it is all about Mm. is making decisions making choices yeah yeah it's interesting so when you um when you were young so let's talk before triathlon before careers and stuff yeah and when you were growing up um so so we've laughed and joked about the fact that you like to be super organized and you know yeah. all that kind of stuff but when you were a kid do you remember being that kind of person as well like how would you describe yourself as a kid um I think as a kid I was probably just I was very competitive I definitely would be um I don't think I was one to to write like to organize myself the way I do now. I think that's probably more a way of me uh, dealing with lots going on. So it's like I've just learned as a skill probably from work. But um, definitely I think it's a way of me being able to kind of like execute everything that I do do as best as possible. So, yeah, yeah, no, it's not something I did when I was younger, but I was certainly – I like to try – everything and have a go at everything and be included in everything and yeah I think it's Australian thing isn't it really yeah yeah I think so (laughs) yeah what kind of kid were you like you know at school oh I was always away at sports day (laughs) I I don't know if anyone would know me from school (laughs) 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 only the teachers that took the sport (laughs) no I remember in about year 10 or 11 I think I was away pretty much once uh every day uh once a week Sorry, with a sports event of some sort. I think I played badminton even. Like I, was, I played badminton <laughs> as did well. Did you? Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. We would have been like mates, hey. Like, totally. Yeah, yeah, we would have been doubles yeah. in badminton. Oh, my God. 
Do you know what we should do from the end of all these podcasts? Like find a sport that we all randomly played and then I say we like I'm one of the pros. Yeah, you know, they do mini, mini Olympics. You know. Oh, my God. Wouldn't it be hilarious? I think it would be. You could be. cut some videos of us all trying. Totally. Yeah. Well, I do, and I think I've spoken about this before um, publicly. I have this theory that triathletes are useless at hand-eye coordination. The majority who I've hung out with, yeah. Like if you get them to try and catch a ball or you yeah, know, something right. like that, they're yeah. not so great at it. Yeah, okay. I'm just going to start, during a podcast, I'm just going to start throwing stuff okay. at people to see. Look, yeah. <laughs> Sarah like, just starts darting her eyes around to <laughs> what see what I'm going to throw at me? Oh, there's a mouse over there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> For the computer, I just, yeah. I don't travel with a live mouse. <laughs> I'd love to travel with my dog. I yeah. miss him when I go away. And my husband, I miss him too. At least here there's, there's images of dogs on the yeah. walls so i don't know if that's yeah. a good thing or a bad thing maybe it reminds you of your own dog no it makes me feel comfortable um and they're bulldogs who i'm i'm now going for the bulldogs in the afl women's league so oh, cool yeah which is expanded which is good <gasps> so cool it is very cool it was yeah. awesome to see all that un, un i was about to say unravel that's not the right word unfold yeah like when it all developed hmm. they did such an amazing job of pushing that out i thought it was yeah, incredible it's, it's pretty cool um i I, coming from a southern state as well, originally from South Australia, follow football a lot. And yeah. I think it's been pretty remarkable. And cricket also to see games on telly yeah. that you're happy to watch because they've they've promoted it in yeah. the same way as the men's events. And, yeah. you know, you spent all your life watching it. So it's it's no different. It's, it's remarkable that you can just watch it and yeah. Yeah, get involved and get supportive of those teams. It's so cool. It's I think I was cool. watching women's cricket at the – gym the other day when I was on the treadmill that's like, this cool. is actually unreal like, I wish I had that opportunity when I was younger to be able to I know it would have been pretty cool it's so, it's great I finally feel so I how old are you 34 yeah okay I'm 36 so you know similar mm. it's like one of the times where I actually feel old when I say stuff like I wish I had that opportunity yeah I know <laughs> Because I always think that I'm young. Like I forget that I'm actually an adult yeah, now. I think this keeps you young. Yeah, being involved with sports and oh, things. definitely, yeah. definitely. But I um, I remember I went to a few AFLW uh, matches because I I know how to kick a footy, I know how to mark a footy, all that you know. And I was thinking, oh, I wonder if I could like pull on the boots and go for. And then I watched. I'm like, holy hell, they hit hard. I might be able to kick a footy and run and mark it. I don't know if I could cop a hit in the shoulder. <laughs> I don't know if I could. Yeah, intense. Yeah. I um yeah, I think as well, I think you have the that's like me saying, oh, I played badminton at school. It's <laughs> like I think my perception in my mind of being able to do that is very different from me actually trying to do it now. Yeah, yeah. And oh yeah. It's like there goes a hammy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I can play footy, no worries. And then Oh my god. That's yeah. what happens. Older people get on their skis and they like tear their hamstrings because they think yeah. they're water skiing like they were when they were yeah. twenty. And it's yeah. Oh man, oh, <laughs> we're not old. We're, I I definitely suffer from Peter Pan syndrome. I oh, imagine yeah. you would too. Oh, for sure. Every time I get on the bike, it reminds me of when I was about twelve and we're riding BMX around the streets yeah. at home. So I, I can't actually. I don't feel any different. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. It's um. Like I said, it's pretty pretty lucky to be able to enjoy life where you get to do it. <laughs> yeah. That's why I think um, – that's why the bike's my favourite because it just reminds me so much of my childhood. And mm. I remember when when I was just riding bikes, my first official bike that we spent a bit of money – well, you know, a bit of money in that day, um, it was a road bike. So 
a proper racing bike and oh, it was wow. blue and yellow and I don't know, it was probably, I don't know, I don't even know, probably had 10 gears in total. Yeah. But that's what I wanted. But then, like we were just saying, we want to do everything as a kid. Mm. Then I was like watching the people on mountain bikes who can jump off stuff and I'm like, oh, I want to do that as well. So then I had to get another bike and, yeah, it just reminds me of being young and yeah, I, um, free. Yeah, it's the just, yeah, the vision of yourself sort of, I mean, I used to, I think I had a mountain bike as my first bike. I don't, I don't remember getting a race bike until I actually had to buy my own when I was 20 or something. I wanted to start triathlon. So I was very spoiled. Yeah, yeah, you were <laughs> spoiled. Which so like, which sort of family do you come from? Far out. Oh, battlers. Yeah. No, <laughs> no I, I mean, I think the thing is you can pretty much do anything and we're, we're real lucky here. You look at some I other countries so. where, you know, just to have a bike is pretty, yeah. pretty special. But, yeah, um, yeah, it's a shame, you know, these days I think kids don't get out as much and, and enjoy. I don't see people playing cricket in the streets and things like I when know. we were young. And, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I know it's probably something that people need to kind of keep, keep – I mean, in this sport, parents do all the, the racing and training, but I'm, I'm hoping – it was good to see this morning with the, the 5K run here in yeah, so that so there was good. a lot of young kids doing it. Yep. And I think it's important to sort of make sure that kids are still active because yeah. the childhood we had could be very different um, Absolutely. to now. I don't – yeah. I'm entirely sure. I don't have kids, so yeah. <laughs> don't know what they're up to. Xbox. I do Xbox. Do you? Yeah. <laughs> You're a computer game person. Is that your recovery, like feet up against oh, the wall? And- I just, it, yeah, anything to distract me from thinking is yeah. good. <laughs> <laughs> I, I get that. Like yeah. too much time in your own head is dangerous. It is. You need to like have stuff that can like just zone you out. I, yeah. I'm not, because when I was working, you know, I could survive off. I know some other people. I mean, I know Annabelle's back at work now, and I think oh, yeah, she'll saw be that going through this. And, you know, you don't need to survive off as much sleep as you think you do, and and then now I'm so used to not needing quite as much uh, sleep or being used to sleeping less that I'm like up and about. <laughs> if I have some time off, I don't know what to do with myself. So yeah, right. yeah you can end up just overthinking and spending a lot of time doing nothing. So yeah, yeah it's nice to just have some things outside of triathlon that you can do that aren't absolutely aren't triathlon related so yeah bit of xbox bit of gaming it's good gaming yeah what's well, xbox gaming it's oh okay. isn't that what they call it i don't know <laughs> you're the xboxer gamer an I, xboxer yeah <gasps> you used to box is that what you're telling us <laughs> <laughs> i can actually imagine you as the boxer yeah I, I don't know if i'd i don't know you get hit yeah, yes, <laughs> that might not be great. Yeah, it might not be great for your face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my beautiful face! <laughs> what What's your game of choice? Oh, I do personally I like a bit of violence. Um, <laughs> she's just said that she's worried about getting hit in the face, and then in the next breath, I like violence. <laughs> yeah, I do like um, you sort of war kind of games where you're like okay. the person shooting stuff. Like I quite yeah. like that. So or ones where it's kind of maybe some sort of medieval kind of game with some weapons and stuff. It's, right. Yeah. I just find it, you know, quite like intense gaming. So <laughs> you can so it's some form of therapy. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. Yeah, they often have themes to them, so you can go around like following the story and 
Yeah. So war stories and medieval and stuff, does that mean you like um, shows like Game of Thrones? Well, I haven't actually watched that yet. Me, neither have I. Single I think episode. we're like the two people on the planet who Perhaps haven't. Perhaps we are. We can talk about not watching it. Yeah. So do you remember that time when we didn't, didn't sit down it. and watch yeah. it? It was amazing. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't even know anything about it. I've only just got Netflix, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, like in the last four to six weeks. Yeah, okay. I barely watch normal TV anymore. It's usually just Netflix. Really? Yeah. yeah. Well, I can see why you would. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. yeah. And uh, also, yeah, I'm never you really take home it with, and, the, with you. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. Very transportable. Well, that's when I actually go away. That's when I end up watching yeah. most stuff. Like I'm finishing okay. working, and then I'll I need to switch off from yep. swim, bike, and run. So I'll watch a Netflix show. That's what I yep. do uh, when I'm away as well, actually, because it's like another option from yep. say Xbox. But it's just watching a whole series of TV shows, so you're just not distracted by a race. And yep, there's a lot of thoughts that you can get in your head when you're racing about like other people and the race and the event and what people want you to think and everything else. And I think if you just have some alternative thing to concentrate yeah. on, it's um yeah, it's good. Do you take in all the social media and stuff leading into races? Or you just oh, try I, and shut it out by doing stuff like that? I, I like, you know, have a flick through, but yeah. I found actually in Hawaii, I switched it off a bit, but you feel bad because people contact you to wish you well and stuff. And I honestly do. I am thankful for all of that, but it's, you just don't necessarily want to, go through reading it all and responding to it because it can be a quite a bit of a like yeah absolutely like it kind of gets you too worked up um, yeah i think most people i most think they appreciate people that. understand yeah. it yeah maybe you know if you've got time afterwards you can go back I do. And That's and stuff. Yeah. but yeah i don't think and i don't i don't mean to compare myself to you but even just for me mm. race week don't contact it's me it's just it's mm. too crazy and it mm. would be the same for, for you guys obviously but also you need to shut all that out yeah because i mean and and people mean well as well and might say things that are like a little bit that might throw you a little bit so it's easy not that they're meaning to but yeah, you yeah. can and you just sort of think oh it's easier just to yeah maybe avoid it and just uh contact everyone yeah sort of afterwards but generally you know you don't get so you get hate mail in on social media <laughs> so it's not it's all generally quite positive yeah but yeah yeah you can start kind of like drawing yourself into other people's races and all sorts of things. So it's yeah. best to just maybe shut it down. And it's a good opportunity to step away from it as well. And it's I quite, think so, yeah. It's quite good because you can spend more time with your family and yeah. try and relax. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right. Mm. Have you got brothers and sisters? I've got two brothers, yeah. Uh, older, younger? Older. Oh, yeah. you're the baby. Yeah. So what was it like growing up with them? What kind of brothers were oh, they? Oh, they beat me. No. <laughs> <laughs> I got picked on so bad. Um, I'm sure Poor all the youngest me. in the world know what I'm saying. <laughs> Bullshit. No. The youngest get – I got spoiled. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but I also got picked on they because they were bigger than me. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> no, yeah. they were great. Um, you know, I think we're closer now as we've gotten older. I assume yeah. everyone's kind of the same. Yeah. Um, but they were a fair bit older than me, so I didn't really go to school with them or anything. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, like one's 11 years older and one's seven years older. So oh, okay. I think yeah. one year we had at uni together with my oldest brother, uh, my middle brother, sorry. Yeah, um, right. But yeah, it's... At uni? What was he doing at uni? Oh, he's a doctor in uh, chemistry, actually. Oh, jeez. Yeah, he's a chemist. So he's like doing some study on some really important stuff. Um <laughs> <laughs> no, he. That's works. like when he writes a book. That's what's going to be written on the back. <laughs> or you, you'll write the forward. Like, yeah, this is my brother's book on some really important stuff. Yeah. <laughs> no, he. Um. 
Yeah, so he works in forensic science in <gasps> Adelaide doing like drug testing labs and all sorts of stuff. So, yeah, he's – um. Wait, wait, wait. So all I know about forensic science is what you see in the movies and in crime shows and stuff. Oh, uh, yeah, so- I don't know. Well, they wear the bubble suit. <laughs> that's cool. The yellow suit, yeah. yeah. So um, he gets to do, I think, well, I don't know a lot about what he does, but he goes out to um, when they find like labs and stuff and they go out and they like uh, test the substances. That like meth in. labs and stuff you talk oh, about. All sorts of, yeah, any drug labs yeah. like, which, where the police come, they go yeah, yeah. and then they test it and then like that contributes towards like prosecution of like a criminal or whatever. Yeah. But they also do research into like, what people are making and and all that sort of thing, and then they go to like conferences and stuff as well around the world. So I think he's got a pretty cool job, actually. Yeah, right. Sounds pretty interesting. Definitely. He's done it for a long time, so I imagine he likes it. Yeah, um, okay, he's still doing it. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So and what about your other brother? My other brother has um, done. I don't know. Well, at the moment, um, he's working. I think. Well, before he was working in mines and stuff and, okay. and then he's been a carpenter as well so he's yeah. he's probably does a bit of um more like sort of hands-on type stuff so yeah yeah, yeah they've been pretty good influences on me because they've got like matt particularly with his like study and that kind of got me through studying at uni i think just yeah yeah and you did accounting at uni? I did. It's yeah. not really what they're doing. Um, my parents, my dad's a banker and mum's an accountant. So Ah, uh, okay. It, it was me being taking the safe option. Yeah, right. Get a job after uni if you're an accountant. So Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think did, if I had my time again, I'd probably would have done something maybe more along like in art or design actually or something more like that because yeah, right. that's kind of what I enjoyed while I was at school but there's no – so like it's pretty hard and niche and yeah. yeah. So instead, I'll be a professional triathlete. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Assume, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Art and design. So obviously, when we started this podcast, you talked a lot about that. Yeah. So I mean, I remember growing up, I thought I'd love to be an architect, and I don't actually know what happened to that, but I do remember thinking, oh, I'd love to to design houses. So when you do talk about art and design, what direction? Do you reckon oh, that would have taken you? I don't know. I don't think it would be more like – it wouldn't be architecture. Um, probably more – I don't know. It would be more like being an artist of some sort or making – I quite enjoyed art at school. Uh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, what's the chances of yeah. – that's even more remote than being a professional triathlete, yeah, exactly. I think. <laughs> yeah. do you, so do you still do anything these days? Do you mess around – Oh, I'll draw, oil paintings. I'll draw a picture occasionally or something. Yeah. What kind of drawing? Oh my gosh, this is getting quite deep. Well, I'm not going to ask. You, I'm not going to ask you to draw something and then I analyze it and put it. This yes. is Sarah's picture. Let's do it. Actually, let's do that. No, that would be hilarious. Yeah. Look, I, I don't know. I find I, I sometimes now I probably go and like I'll, I'll just go on the odd occasion and yeah I might just draw something with some textures or something and I'll find like I yeah. I don't know I yeah it's not something I do all the time yeah, I certainly yeah. enjoyed I used to love painting and stuff yeah. and I've made stuff out of clay and things yeah and you could still make something out of clay oh for sure yeah yeah I can make you something <laughs> can you please make me a sculptor yeah oh no surprise me. I was fascinated me. when I was younger about the um you know, the movie the, Ghost. No, those <laughs> those chi- what was it? Chicken Run and that those movies with the so they had um there was actually a computer game where there was a a, a like a an a, a 
a sculpture thing and they, the whole game was made out of like clay figurines and oh. that spent year, like it took them quite a long time to create the game because they made the movements from the, oh, yeah, the clay yeah, yeah. and stuff yeah. and I yeah was fascinated by that so I made the uh, copy of that little dude that's yeah. so cool yeah well, I um morph, <laughs> morph was there do you remember morph was it no, morph no yeah maybe maybe that's what it was this dude had lips and he was like tall and he had this big chest yeah oh I don't think that's who I'm thinking of oh. but this was a little clay figure. Mm. Gumby. Cool. Gu- I miss Gumby. <laughs> I tweeted about Gumby the other day. Have you heard of the saying, well, paint me green and call me Gumby? Yes. <laughs> That's our generation, maybe. Yeah, maybe, maybe it No is. one else knows what that is. Gumby and Pokey the horse. Pokey the horse, yeah. yeah. Maybe I'll make them for you out of clay. <gasps> okay. <laughs> Don't tease me if you're not going to do it. Okay. <laughs> I'll stop. <laughs> no, but seriously, the whole art thing – I find it interesting because, um, and again, just to make this about me for a second. Yeah. Because I can and I can do whatever I want. This is my podcast. Yeah. I, we obviously love triathlon and it's it's very goal driven and, you know, that's yeah. my work as well as I love participating as well, even though I haven't done it in ages. But it's very goal driven and, you know, focused on being better and faster and stronger. And with work, it's about doing this and doing that, whereas art doesn't ha- have that it's mm. about a um uh, i can't even think of the word it's like a release it's a it's it's something different that just it doesn't you don't it just flows and you don't need rules in us yeah and yeah it's that's not what right i like wrong about and, it. yeah and <laughs> so my art was always i guess music yep. um and that's i really miss that side of things and i think i really need to bring that back into my life in some capacity like maybe i need to start learning the guitar again or you know or something like that I think you do uh, yeah why not well i think it's relaxing it, so it, yeah, it like is. if I, it's something that like i even did some i mean i haven't done stuff lately a lot but i've often that's something that if i'm just like oh what can i do where i just don't need to use my mind and it's yeah. like there's no rules you don't have to worry about a list or a, yeah it's very it's like relaxing, hey. I think so, yeah. and I think isn't that the whole point be- behind those um, mind coloring book things where you? Yeah, there's clubs in that for all that clubs? stuff. Clubs, there's Jesus. coloring in clubs, and <laughs> oh my god, I just don't. Someone gave me one. But that gives rules to coloring in. I think if you start having a club, it's like yeah, exactly. There's like a boss of coloring in. Boss of colouring in. Imagine that business card. <laughs> the boss. boss yeah, but then there's boss. a president of the colouring club. Yeah. It's like, well, how do you get to the president? We have to colour better. So then it becomes rules about colouring. way outside of the lines. Yeah. But I'm going with an abstract look. It doesn't matter. Yeah. The rules in this club. You'll never make president doing that. <laughs> you could be janitor. Yeah. The- Actually, we don't even call it janitor in Australia, do we? Cleaner? Cleaner, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You don't even make it past the... Uh- <laughs> You don't even get in the in the club if you aren't colouring the lines. Yeah. No, yeah. you don't want it to be like that. That's why you have nah. to have the things that take, you know, give you a good distraction. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And I th- well, so last year when I was pretty sick, I photography was kind of my art. So obviously mm. I do that with work, but mm. I would take Henry out walking heaps and just take my camera and just try different techniques. Um, and it wasn't actually until this year that my friend said to me, look, I know that you really enjoy doing it and stuff, but she's like, it's kind of become not so relaxing for you anymore. She's like, I can see it because you set an alarm for 4.30 to get up at this time and to get a sunrise shot and then you want it to be edited and you want it to be better than the last one. And she's like, it's turned into another competitive driven thing. She's like, that's not a bad thing, but it's not maybe the relaxing thing that it 
weren't once, once was. Months ago. Mm. I was like, oh man. Yeah. That's yeah. a good check though, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like you can just, because you can probably still learn going out and doing the photos, but without putting the rules behind it. Yeah, I it? think so. But it's hard yeah. because it if, is very if, hard. If you got to, if it's that sort of performance driven mindset that <laughs> if you're anything like me, it's like you want to do better all the time. Yeah. A- absolutely. And then you want to put it on social media because you want immediate feedback about this new photo that you took. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> Just chill out, Steph. Oh, my God. Just make something out of clay, hey. <laughs> make something out of clay, hey. Oh, my God. It's like Happy Gilmore. What do you say? We'll go sit on the hay. And... Yeah. Do you remember that movie, Happy Gilmore? Yeah, yeah. of course. Hey. I eat pieces. You're allowed to swear. Say it. Quote no. it. No, I eat pieces good. of shit like I you for breakfast. breakfast. <laughs> you eat pieces of shit for breakfast? That's what the last five minutes of this podcast is going to be. Just us going quote for quote. Go. Happy uh, go. You can do it. <laughs> <laughs> Time to go home, ball. Are you Pin your go- pants is cool. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it. Wait, no, that was that was, that was Billy a wrong Madison. Movie. Yeah, wrong movie. Ah, Sorry. Busted. That's okay. We can put yeah. You win. Back to school. <laughs> Back to school. <laughs> Stop looking at me, Swan. Do you remember yeah, that one? Yeah. yeah. Oh my I god. I think there was something about a penguin too. Yes, yeah, penguin. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Well, actually, just put it in. <laughs> Shampoo is better. It goes on first and cleans the hair. Conditioner is better. It makes the hair silky and smooth. Oh, you know this is way too good. Yeah, it, two of my favorites. Actually, you know when there's there's movies and music that takes you back to childhood or yep. growing up or whatever. Mm-hmm. One of mine, the movie is A Night at the Roxbury for me. Oh, really? Did you ever watch that? I have watched it. I don't remember it well yeah, enough right. to quote it. Oh, yeah. so good. Will Ferrell in his absolute best. Early, well, that and days, Anchorman. Yeah. yeah. But but it also, I mean, it probably isn't as good watching it now, but. It just reminds me of like my best mates growing up and you know, yeah. high school and college and I'd finish work at the pub. And at, you just you know, go watch a rerun of it again and again and again. Yep. Yep. I was and like that with awesome. Dumb and Dumber actually. Oh, really? Brother. Yeah, yeah. we watch it most days. I'm like, why are we even watching this again? Yeah. Again. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so good. I wish they didn't bring out that latest one though. I know. That was a shame. It was it just rubbish. destroyed it. Yeah. yeah. Just keep. We're just calling spades spades here, but while we can, <laughs> that movie. <laughs> So, Jim Carrey, if you're listening to this yeah. podcast, <laughs> shut it down. It's done. You've done it. It's done. <laughs> oh, man. We're going to have to wrap this up. Have you got any questions for me? Like any burning questions that you'd like to? Yeah. Where are you going to be on Sunday? On s- uh, the race. Well, we're... hopefully on a motorbike. Cool. Yeah. yeah. So, so we'll wave and say hi. And Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. Don't be too focused. And what are your races for the rest of the season and oh, into next year? That's a good question. Yeah. I won't be doing any racing of any form because okay. I'm extremely unfit. Okay. I did about 10 push-ups the other day and I'm still hurting. Oh. Yeah. You have a fit appearance, so that's okay. Do I? Yeah. Just because I wear shorts and a T-shirt. Because <laughs> you're slender. <laughs> slender! <laughs> Oh, man. So he's like, I don't need to train. I look fit. Yeah, that's all that counts. <laughs> oh, my God. Why do you think I'm always on a motorbike? There's no way I could. Actually, I did say to you this the other day, oh, if you're going to go out for a spin, I'll, I'll go for a ride. I only just built one bike, so I didn't go for a ride. I slept oh, in instead. Okay. I needed sleep. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, because I've been so unfit, it's just that constant. 
threshold of trying to well, start. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, but but when you go riding with someone, cause, so I used to be pretty decent on the bike. That sounds obnoxious, but yeah, what it is what it is. So people still just assume when I say I'm going easy that it's still flat out. Okay. And I'm, I have to actually go, no, 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 this is like sub 30K an hour spin. Like this is coffee shop spinning until yep. I get fit again. Yeah. But it's Yeah, because so you've got a different reality to what. Yeah. yeah. I had that when I was working a lot actually. Yeah, Like right. my mind and my mindset about ra- racing was very different to my capability <laughs> at the time. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, yeah, of course I can run it. Why am I not running 34-minute 10Ks? <laughs> it's like, Crowley, your 10 kilos heavier and you haven't been training the professional squad. <laughs> but but I surely what? I can run that far. So like it's, yeah, it was like an adjustment. It was quite frustrating. I was frustrated for like five years. Yeah. It's where mind over matter is is not Okay. <laughs> it's yeah. not reality. Yeah, it's ex- I think it's called an expectations gap. <laughs> uh, I love it. Hey, we're going to have to uh, put a pin in this podcast. Put a pin in this podcast. Ban the bastard from this part of the broadcasting area. Do you remember the 12th man? I do. That's what that's from. Oh, I see. What was that, Bill? I said I want to ban the bastard from this part of the broadcasting area. <laughs> I don't know, it's just a quote I remember from that. I live my life in quotes. Yeah, that's a great. I actually reckon we need to see more of the 12th man. Do I would love. We actually did it with Wits Up in for Kona a few years ago where we did our own mock Kona race. Oh, um, that'd which, be fun. Yeah. Yeah, I want to. I we need could to commentate over a shortened version of the race yep. with some 12th man style uh, yep. commentary would be pretty unreal. I think – or we do it as a preview. So oh, And yeah. it kind of suggests who, who we think is going to win or, you know, but it's not – Or an outcome to the event or yeah. how it will play out yeah. in a funny way. That'd yeah. cool. Yeah. Sarah Crowley has gone full arrow this year and <laughs> has no hair left on her head. Yeah. I was going to take that to somewhere that she uh, – uh, anyway. We'll, yeah. <laughs> I'll leave that with you. <laughs> that would be something different at least anyway. Yeah. All right. 2018 pre-Kona. Shaved head. Yeah. Full shave. Full shave. Maybe. Ooh. <laughs> and then you can paint it whatever color you want as well. Maybe. We're, we're back to talking about – we've gone full circle. Yeah, we're, we're talking about hair. There. Yeah. Yeah. Let's shut it down. Okay. Ciao for now. (laughs) Thanks for joining us. No problem. Okay, bye. Pleasure.